now it's Just Plane Radio. Yeah. The show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. I can fly. Take me to the Brought to you by JustPlaneRadio.com. It's your lucky day. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. You got a plane. Call Just Plane Radio toll free now at 888-884-2FLY. And the sky's the limit. That's 888-884-2359. Sir, I'd like you to take the helm, please. I'd be glad to. Greg, your co-pilot, that's me along. Captain Dennis, we're your crew for Just Plane Radio, the show devoted to the aviation lifestyle and learning to fly. And here we are, first show of 2024. We're back in the saddle or back in the cockpit, so to speak, and uh, ready to roll. Uh, and, you know, the more things uh, change, the more they stay the same. Right out you of the box. You still don't have your license. <laughs> well, there's that. I was going with the, the commercial travel uh, bitching that we got wind of this week. You know, it, it's interesting. Um, we got through all the holidays, and uh, I didn't really hear a whole lot of, you know, griping going on like especially compared to last year so you know who's going to take credit well probably uh uh pete Buttigieg. and yeah, he's he's going to take all the credit that we had fairly you know no hiccups and everything seemed to run pretty smoothly over the holidays and maybe it's warranted i don't know i'm not gonna um, you know point blame or credit uh either way but it, i'm glad we got through it without any major uh problems uh, i mean that's good for everybody if everybody gets to where they need to go i mean i as i mentioned last week i had uh, some relatives in town came in uh, from cincinnati and flew to orlando back on frontier for 75 bucks round trip and i thought for sure this is going to be a nightmare for them uh, but no they got back they were all fine everything was good eh, the flight back was maybe about 45 minutes late but heck 75 bucks round trip come on i mean that's ridiculous ridiculous money and uh so you know uh, it seemed the, the system seemed to have worked uh but going back to the more things change the more they stay the same after all of this relatively you know slow news time when it comes to aviation traveling uh sure enough we get a press release from who was the organization that's complaining about ga who airlines for america it's right. the Airline Association trade or a, a lobbying group, I guess, is the better way to put it. They're the ones that, you know, want to get all the little bills passed uh, in their favor and, mm-hmm. yeah, okay. at our expense. So the commercial airline uh, representatives in some capacity, they evidently there were some uh, delays or something or minor issues that didn't possibly poke through to the mainstream media, but they were pointing the finger at general aviation as the culprit and they basically said look hey faa you need to do something about these little net uh, planes flying around our airports because they're slowing us down creating problems but uh, but i like i just said i didn't hear of any big problems what what are the problems they're pointing at uh, well they were talking to uh, ga as a, a reason for the increased travel delays in florida and an unspecified issue in the northeast so mm. apparently you know two big travel uh itineraries you know there's a lot of folks that go from new york to florida through the winter right not a big surprise so you know those are two areas and there's a lot of traffic coming down uh apparently jacksonville had some traffic management uh in place that was causing a couple hour delays uh during the peak of the uh post christmas travel 
and that was not necessarily GA related. Some of it was reportedly due to ATC staffing. They just mm-hmm. don't have enough controllers to handle the volume of traffic. That However, they the commercial guys, uh, or at least that organization, pointed the finger at GA, saying that you need to limit these flights and make them less, so we don't have these delays. So I, I don't know. It's like uh, we we get no respect from those guys. They don't like the competition. They don't like uh, sharing the uh, airwaves with them. It sounds like to me, Dennis is, and, and this has been an ongoing problem. That's why we have AOPA to help uh, represent our GA, you know, efforts, especially in Washington and and their governmental efforts. But uh, that's where I, I see more things change. The more they stay the same, that these guys just keep pointing the finger. Uh, or giving us the finger, I don't know. Might be a combination. <laughs> I of the think two. it's giving us the finger because you know they're they never take blame for their own fact that they overschedule all the everybody wants to schedule that uh, nine a.m. flight out of you know a particular airport and right because that's what it's the government's fault, will, but it's, it's our fault. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, they they're always looking for a scapegoat other than themselves. Right. Uh, but but you know whether there's some truth into what they're saying, maybe there is a little bit. I don't know. But uh, like I said, I would just have taken the win. I mean, okay, sure, maybe they had some delays here and there, but I mean, I didn't see it. Did you see any uh, major big uh, uh, stories other than the one we talked about, the kid uh, being flown to the wrong uh, airport last week? No, and I, just anecdotally, I had overheard, you know, since I have a son that's, you know, in the industry, that, you know, there was a lot of delays coming into some of the more popular destinations. You know, Naples being one of them that had several hour ground holds and things like that just for traffic management. Yeah. But it's just, it's kind of concerning that the uh, this America uh, Airlines for America wants the administrator to take all possible actions to find an appropriate balance between commercial and private aviation traffic. Really? What, what what would be best for you? Do you want uh, all of the uh, you know premium time slots and yes. and we can only fly you know in the off hours and then you get people yes. complaining about noise because uh, we're flying at night when yes. the airliners don't want to go. Yes. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> this is not how this works. It's not supposed it's, to be how it works. That's how they like it. To but work. that's how they would like it to work. Correct. Yeah. So I mean I don't know. I I wish they would quit. Uh, you know, pointing the finger like that. And and try to work a little bit better with the industry because I mean we're or not working against each other. Yeah, take take the win. Everything mm-hmm. really flowed very smoothly during a you know record high traffic. How about complimenting everybody on making that work and right. how to make it improve yeah. instead of picking on and trying to make a, a complaint or an argument where there really isn't one. Well, yeah, once again, if they have some viable or or you know some well thought out situations that okay look they could have done this differently if they would have adjusted the schedule for ga versus commercial okay well what is what is the argument well we're not seeing that we're just saying oh it's their fault aren't we we're not seeing any specifics and in a lot of cases ga is actually helping out the airlines ga is uh you know taking off some of the workload that would be going on the commercial flights right they're going into airports that don't even have commercial traffic naples for instance has no scheduled airline flights. So all the flights that were going to Naples would have been additional traffic needing to get into Fort Myers, for instance, mm-hmm. or Miami, or you know some other destination. So I, I see there's a net improvement to GA in helping you know better utilize the existing national aerospace system. Right. And you didn't hear any uh, issues with GA flying, you know, like six-year-old kids to the wrong airport. <laughs> 
I'm just no, but I did see that the gate agent for uh, for Frontier or whoever that or for Spirit, sorry, yeah, is no longer working for the company. Oh, really? They, they yes. did take uh, so that is unfortunate. Uh, well, for that holiday. person, yes, <laughs> evidently. Uh, but you know that that could potentially. I, I could see they might have a problem with that a particular employee when they put the kid on the plane. Where were they supposed to go again? They're they were supposed, supposed to come here to Fort Myers, right? But they went to Orlando. Right, which it probably right made the, state, wrong city. Probably made the kid happier, actually. Hey, hey you know, I'm closer. In, going to Disney World. Woohoo! Merry Christmas to me. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, that was a big fiasco. We covered it uh, quite extensively last week. But that was the only big, you know, uh, screw up item. Yeah, yeah that uh, I've heard over the last couple of weeks, which is impressive, considering the number of uh, complaints. I mean, no videos of. You know, people breaking out in fights on airplanes and things like that. I mean, it's, uh, I don't know. Uh, Was it a fluke or is it a sign of good things to come? I would like to think the latter, but I have a bad feeling it could have just been pure luck, you know? Uh, But who knows? We'll we'll Well, see. I think we were lucky, too, that there was no real major storm systems until Christmas. So, you know, that can really throw a wrench in all of the best plans. Right, right. So, uh, yeah, maybe the weather gods were uh, in our favor, and that helped over the holidays as well. But, uh, but look, we'll take the win and uh, think positive. That's how you should look at it for a new year, right? Come on, Absolutely. commercial. Let's go fly. Airline Association peoples, cut us some slack. All right, we got more coming up on Just Plain Radio. Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Do you have a message or product you need to share with the aviation world? Well, look no further than Just Plane Radio. Just like you, thousands of aviation enthusiasts are hearing this message. And we could be talking about you and your product or service as early as next Saturday. Remember, a terrible thing happens when you don't advertise. Nothing. Go to JustPlaneRadio.com. Send us an email and let us get to work to make your marketing message matter. Whether you're a flight student, an experienced pilot, or simply an aviation enthusiast, there is a place for you as a member of the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association. Join AOPA to get the latest general aviation news, safety resources, and technical support you need to sharpen your skills and become a central part of the nation's vibrant general aviation community. Learn more about becoming a member at AOPA.org. That's AOPA.org. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot. And flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. A state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. 
Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. All right, guys, here we go. We got top seven answers on the board. Mid-flight, you'd hate to hear the pilot say, RJ. We're going to crash. We're going to crash. Ooh. All right, Paul, we need this one, buddy. Yeah. This is your chance. Howdy, folks. This is your captain speaking. Sorry to inform you that I'm blank. Lost! Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Lost! This is Just Plane Radio. Gregor, co-pilot, that's me, along Captain Dennis. We are your crew navigating the latest aviation news and information on this first show for 2024. All right, so, uh, you know, traffic, uh, yeah, the commercial airliners were complaining that it was GA's fault. But, uh, look, I think they got away pretty much unscathed uh, because we didn't have any big incidents. It made at least the mainstream media, even for us, I didn't see anything. So I take the win, run with it. That's a great way to start the year, I think. Now, uh, that may not be the case, though, for uh, Captain Dennis's uh, local airport at his air park in Fort Myers, because you guys did have some, I don't know, ground stops. What, what was going on down there? We had a little bit of a ground issue on, on yeah. uh, New Year's Day. Uh, I came back from a flying lesson. As you know, I'm working on my multi-engine rating, and I uh, was flying back from from that lesson back home, and uh, my neighbor was hosting his third annual chili cook-off for the whole air park. Hmm. Okay. uh, Yeah, when you have about uh, 30 cars parked on both sides of the street, it's a little hard to taxi through. Had Had to go the back way. Interesting. So yeah. your typical uh, taxiway that their air park, which is you know basically their street, was filled yeah. with chili cook-off contestants and, and consumers. And tasters. Yes. <laughs> and so, uh, I mean, you're making a bunch of racket, but you didn't care because you knew that you were the payoff was going to be a big bowl of chili, right? Yeah, exactly. It was yeah. kind of nice being able to you know, fly in over the house. Oh, well, I guess I'm not using that road. And yeah. Okay, you have to take the left instead of the right. So they do this every New Year's Day? Every New Year's Day, uh, my neighbor has been hosting this chili cook-off within the air park. And it's a lot of fun. fun. I mean, it's probably one of the biggest uh, gatherings where we get everybody out. Yeah. Well, is uh, anybody flying in for it? That sounds like a flying opportunity. Well, technically, I did. Well, you were flying back to your house, though, weren't you? No, I still flew in. It counts. Okay. All right. But, I mean, could could, uh, people come and crash your chili cook-off if they wanted? Uh, I haven't got to that point yet, I guess. Have you? Yeah, I don't think we've gotten quite to that point, but I don't think we would say no either. I mean, we recruited a judge from outside the air park this year. Um, we've had you know some friends of uh, of our neighbor. Uh, well, you know, I'm a big came fan all the way from Minnesota, so I'm a big fan it, of the chili. Uh, well, we know, but it's Cincinnati in, chili. You don't well, serve chili fine. on spaghetti. Well, you don't have to. It doesn't have to be on spaghetti okay. for me to like it or eat it. So just know if you're looking for someone outside the air park for next year's event. Uh, hey, hey, don't don't say that too loud. You might get pulled in as a judge. I'm I could think of worse gigs. I mean, I'm doing this show. <laughs> so look. Well, well my bar's not very high, recruited. Dennis. <laughs> That's true. My right. wife's been recruited though in for the last three years to be a judge. Yeah. And so she's uh she's ready to pass that baton on. Uh, yeah. You know. What after it's you know, the the day of the event's awesome. It's the next day. 
that you, you got to pay the piper? Is that what kind Well, of I happened? think that night, uh, the amount of or money that, we had to spend on Tums. Right. Yeah. Okay. And we could get, it could get much worse. Trust me. Well, we won't go there. But, uh, but, but the chili cook-off, you actually, uh, what, Austin, your son ended up winning this thing? That's correct. He wow. actually won uh, for the best chili from the judges. And then they do something, I don't know if it's unique or not, I haven't been to too many chili cook-offs, but they do a people's choice yeah. where they have a bucket of marbles and then they put a cup in front of all of them. Uh, so as you try the samples yourself, you go throw a marble in the chili you thought tasted the best. Yeah. Well, he also won the People's Choice Award. Ah, how about that? So clearly the judges uh, saw, you know, were correct in their opinion and assessment because so was the uh, the audience. Right. Well, was there any kind of aviation uh, mix that people were doing to their chili that would be kind of unique for, for pilots? Or is it like, hey, this is just chili. It's totally separate. I don't know. No, I think it's, if anything, a couple people tried to throw in, you know, it's like aviation into their names because everybody had to name their chili. Aha. Uh-huh. Right. Uh, you know, so, so what so was I'm Austin's? Sure there was 100 low lead references and things like yeah, that. Yeah, so I was going to say yeah. you throw in some av gas for a little extra kick. The, the oh, high yeah. octane, yeah. Uh huh. But wait, so what was uh, Austin's name for his award winning chili? To be honest, I don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> you just remember so, it tasted good. Yeah, it so was. It, it honestly else. was very good. And yeah. so. I'm 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 looking forward to a larger batch for a dinner one night. We'll right. see if that happens. Well, what was so unique about it that made this chili so good? It what was you... heat and sweet. Hmm. Okay, just the right uh, spice, yeah. uh, spice combination. And, and huh? nobody could figure it out. It's like there's something about this. It's sweet, yeah. but then it comes back just a little. There's a little bit of heat afterward, and it yeah. was just it had the right mix of, of flavors. Well, and I'll I guess tell you, that my, really appealed. My secret. I, I did grow up in uh, Cincinnati, and yeah, we're known for our chili and a unique style of chili. Skyline is what. You know, Cincinnati's known known for the the brand, but you know, it's a different kind of chili than what you would get into pretty much anywhere else in the country. But uh, our, I did this years ago. I, I entered a a chili cook off when I first moved to Florida, and we won uh, with a Cincinnati chili recipe. But the secret ingredient was, believe it or not, there were two secret ing- ingredients: cinnamon and beer. <laughs> Well, the beer isn't really a secret. That that one, uh, that's everybody pours that in. Well, I got this too. Needs to be a little more watery. There we go. That'll do it. Mmm, beer. But mm. the cinnamon was a little. That's a little secret uh, spice that you don't you normally put in chili. Yeah, I've seen cinnamon, and I've also seen cocoa powder of all things to yeah. add. Yeah, well, uh, you know, I can some see some little that. depth of taste to it. Right. Yeah. And, but, so welcome but, to the Julia Child section of the show today. Yeah. Well, I'm you know got to throw those things in there. Give oh, our exactly. passengers some tips. The you know experiment. You know, chili is one of those concoctions. It's like you know while we're in there, eh, let's throw this in too. You know, it, it's well, sometimes kinda, it's empty out the cupboard night. You know, right? Exactly. And then you just might get lucky. You know, all the flavors you like, you throw it in there, and it just starts to stew for a while, and uh, you're good to go. But uh, yeah, there there's some secret ingredients that I think pilots could throw into their chili to make uh, the mix just a little bit more closer to home. Avgas probably not the one, but there might be something know, about the lead, you know. Yeah, but uh, you know that kind of it is kind of the you know you're in an air park, all those diesel fumes are percolating through the air. Uh, maybe that'll add a, a little extra kick. 
uh, to the ambiance, maybe at least. You think, Dennis? No. You know, I haven't, I haven't thought about it, but I do a lot of cooking outside, so maybe that's why it tastes so good. Well, yeah. Well, you're used to all those diesel fumes, like anything with any well, kind of spice to it or whatever is going to help clear well, the we sinuses. Do love the smell of jet fuel in the morning. Yeah. Right? Well, that's what I'm saying. I don't know. I don't know if that makes the bar high or low. Uh, probably lower. But congrats to Austin for winning the chili cook-off at the uh, air park there in Fort Myers. That's good stuff. And I'll expect a, a big bowl of this stuff shipped up to Orlando soon. More coming You'll up. have to come down and get it. Oh, that's how it's going to go. All right. That sounds like a good enough reason to me. More coming up on Just Plain Radio. Just Plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot. And flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. A state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. You are now clear for takeoff with Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Of all the hiring for all the new pilots that are coming up this year, all the hiring for the new pilots, the main focus is going to be diversity. What? (laughs) Diversity? Not the best pilots you can find? I don't know about you, but I'm sick and tired of flying all the time with these white pilots landing safely and on time. (laughs) Boring! When people are taking a trip on a plane, they need someone there at the wheel. A pilot has the training and the skills to fly, so that everyone is safe when they go up in the sky. The pilot makes sure that the plane's on its course to New York or Chicago or Spain. When your job keeps you soaring, it never gets boring. The trusty pilot flies the plane. Yes, the trusty pilot flies the plane. This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot, that's me, along with Captain Dennis. So uh, Dennis mentioned it uh, earlier about him doing his uh, multi-engine certification. That was his New Year's resolution to make happen. And you did make some progress on it this week, probably not as much as you wanted, or or what, Dennis? What happened? No, I would say I'm doing pretty well. I've actually yep. gotten, uh, I think, about s- almost six hours of flight time in on this uh, twin over the la- over the holiday break here. That's pretty good. That's yeah. uh, that's that's moving right along. So, uh, and you're flying once again. What what is it? It's a Piper Apache that's yeah. been upraded to what they call the Geronimo. So it's got 180 horsepower engines. That does of the, not the sound 
uh, politically correct, but impressive well, just the same. None of the Pipers are politically <laughs> correct. You have the Seminoles, Apaches, uh, Aztecs, uh, Warriors, hmm. okay, Archers. I love it. Know. I have no problem with it, but yeah, I'm just throwing it out there. But hey, it's yeah. a new year, so you can start offending people, uh, you know, right out of the box. Why not? Well, it's interesting is that the Geronimo conversion actually, I don't believe, was named specifically because of the tribe or after the chief or anything well, like I that. Hope it, not. <laughs> it turns out that there's a company called uh, Seguin Aviation yeah. that came up with the modification to the Apache to make it, you know, to upgrade it. Well, they were in Seguin, Texas, okay. and the Geronimo River runs through Seguin, Texas. So, okay, it, all right. But the small world connection. Guess where my parents moved last year? Mm. Was to Seguin, Texas. So really? it's just weird how these little things, you know, wind up making a personal connection. Right. Know? Well, this modification to make it a Geronimo as opposed to an Apache was what exactly? Uh, one of the biggest was that they. Uh, replaced the original uh, 160 horsepower Continental or Lycoming engines with 180 horse. Hmm. So it took it from a homesick brick to a slightly less uh, anemic brick. Okay, so is, you still don't think it has as much power as it should, or would, or you wish it did, or well, what that's one of the problems with the light with some of the early light twins. Well, and even today, the training airplanes like the Seminoles and the Duchesses, um, they just don't have a lot of horsepower. So when you're running on a single engine, mm. they really are anemic in the climb. But that's gotcha. you know they're not required to. You know, get into something like a King Air, a heavy twin, there's requirements that they have to be able to climb out at a certain, you know, rate of speed and things like that on a single engine. Mm-hmm. But on a light twin under 6,000 pound gross weight, there was no requirement. Heck, some of them had a negative climb rate if they were on a single engine. So, mm-hmm. so it would just go. make you, uh, I don't know, if you lose an engine, you wouldn't necessarily be able to continue flying, but you'd maybe be able to land farther away than without well if i can quote ron white um you know if one engine fails the other one's going to take you to the crash scene and i bet we get there before the ambulance okay all right there's there's that (laughs) no that's part of what we're the training for the the multi-engine rating is for though is to learn the limitations of the airplane it's really important that the minute you recognize that you have a power failure get the power forward get the flaps up get the gear up Make sure that the airplane is uh, trimmed and pitched for what they call blue line or the best single engine rate of climb, because that's the only way you're going to get any possible climb out of it. And this Apache will actually climb at blue line, but it isn't climbing very fast. You're not getting 500 feet a minute out of it. You maybe get a 50 or 100 if you've got everything exactly right. So imagine losing your engine shortly after takeoff and just barely clearing the trees and all of a sudden, whoa, hey, hold on here, you know, yeah. what are we going to do? Uh, but You better find a, 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 a place to go that doesn't have any other obstructions. No in other way. tall buildings exactly. or anything in the way, yeah. Yeah. So, but, but I, and I've been, you know, to, told this before that when you're doing your multi-engine uh, uh, certification, the whole thing you're doing is learning to fly with just one engine. Really? Isn't that's, that the main thing of what you're really doing? really the bulk of it, yes. Yeah. And so, I mean, up until you started doing this, had you had you done that before at all, or was this um, all new for you? No, most of it's new. I mean, as far as actually being behind the yoke and doing it, um, I've had a couple of flights where I've had an opportunity to fly a twin engine airplane with an instructor, but it was never 
to the point where we were actually shutting the engine down in flight, looking out on that right wing and seeing the prop lights stopped. Yeah. And then restarting it and continuing on. Uh, is, or, is that a pretty big pucker factor uh, when it comes to, well, you know, your. Uh, well, considering I'm the one that? that shut it down. Yeah. Um, no, it wasn't because. The instructor actually went through a fail. He went and shut the fuel off on me. I saw what he was doing, so I knew it was coming. But, you know, all of a sudden you have no power or very little power coming out of that side. You move the throttle, nothing's really happening over there. Yeah. So it's all right. Let's, you know, for the for the purposes of the training, let's shut this thing down completely because right now the props out there just windmilling. Right. And it's putting a lot of drag on that side of the airplane that you're having to compensate with for rudder. Mm-hmm. So when you go to shut it down, you pull that prop lever all the way back to feather. And now the blade, instead of being flat, is pointed knife edge straight forward. Mm. And it's noticeable. You really feel the drag reduction that you have to adjust the rudder. As that thing feathers down and, and now all of a sudden it's in the slipstream and moving real smoothly through the air. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and so and you, you got to compensate the process. with a rudder, but, it, you know, the other element is you got to add more power to the other engine that's still working. Or exactly. Yeah. yeah. So the minute you recognize that, that something's going on, everything comes full forward, full props, full power identify the dead engine, verify it, and then you need to rectify the situation. Mm -hmm. So your dead foot, so whatever foot isn't pushed all the way to the floor to keep your nose straight, that's your dead engine. Then you check it by grabbing the throttle lever and seeing if it makes any sort of a change. And if it doesn't, then you know for sure that that's your engine. So in this case, let's say it's the right engine's shut down. Right. All right, you look outside, you don't have any power, you don't have oil coming up, no flames or anything like that. All right, well, let's secure the engine. So then you pull it to feather, shut the mags off and everything. Now you got a dead engine just hanging out there. The props stopped and you're flying along on one engine, full throttle on the other one or whatever throttle settings needed to maintain, you know, your altitude. So is it mostly, though, just the uh, just the rudder pedals or do you have to compensate with the with the yoke and stuff, too, when you um, got one? Going? It's... M- it's 99% rudder, yeah. but you do want to um, raise the dead engine, they call it. So you want to do no more than five degrees of bank into the good engine so that you can raise that dead engine. What that does is cancel some of the side slips. So, you know, when you put the rudder in, you're, you're, you're yawing a lot. Yeah. So by putting, raising the wing a little bit, it helps cut that down so you're not uh, cutting through sideways through the air. It helps streamline you a little bit better. Okay. And then, so, you, you know, you get the flying down with one engine for a while, I assume, and you do that and work through that process a few times, and then you have to probably, what, land the plane with one engine? Well, you what? restart it. Oh, um, okay. So you want to show that you can secure the engine, then you restart it. Yeah. Uh, but you will you will wind up doing one single-engine approach, but it won't be with the engine actually shut down. You'll, okay. Just you'll just pull it to idle, whatever. simulating yeah. it, because that way, if you do have to go around, you you know you'll have a good engine to be able to go around for, gotcha. for training purposes. Right. But that is uh, part of the skills that you have to master, I would assume. Yeah, right? there's several skills. A lot of them are the same ones that you get even as a private pilot. Uh, we have to demonstrate power on and power off stalls. We have to do steep turns. Same standards, got to be able to maintain your altitude at a 45-degree bank, you know, for a 360-degree turn, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But there's a few other new things that, you know, being able to show the minimum controllable speed in a turn, things like that. So Right. It's Six been, hours been down, how many to go? Probably about another four. Okay. Well, he's well on his way. Kick off the new year right as a multi-engine pilot. More coming up on Just Plane Radio. 
Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. I'm going to take the plane out for a spin. You want to come with? Me? Go. Fly? I played it cool, but I was pretty jazzed. (laughs) I love to fly. I love to do most anything. If I could fly. This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot. That's me, along Captain Dennis, navigating the latest aviation news and information. You know, giving you updates on how Dennis is doing with his multi-engine, uh, you know, certification. He's making some good progress. Four hours to go, and and then it's just a check ride, and you're uh, all set, right? And then I hope so. Yeah, let's hope, hope. that Captain Ed's uh, going to be reasonable with me and not well, hold doubt me it. to a higher standard than because he know, knows you. I know you exactly, or yeah. He knows you know me, so he may take out his uh, anger on me, on you. And so glad I'm not you, I guess is what we're trying to say. But uh, regardless, you know, when you were doing your training, you had to dodge in and out of uh, some other aircraft, not GA. Maybe you were the one that the, you know, commercial air carriers were complaining about. No, actually, I was the one being told to hold uh, multiple yeah. times uh, for the uh, Allegiant airplanes. The, there's Allegiant's actually based out of Punta Gorda. They have a, a large fl- uh, base there. Oh, so okay. So they have uh, quite a few flights a day going. And so, of course, as we're going to clear the runway on one of our flights, uh, Tower had me hold short on the taxiway because they had just pushed an Airbus out into the, the taxiway in front of me. Yeah. So we're sitting there, you know. Hobbs running, running up the bill, and right, and they're they're taking their time hooking up the you know getting the uh, tug disconnected and everything, and all of a sudden I hear over ground control, nice twin, <laughs> yeah. So yeah. they're like, you too, you know, you know the Airbus running up in front of it. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, the the only difference is ours takes more runway to get off the ground. Well, there's you that. Know, yeah, he's not probably not wrong. It probably is very similar to fly. Well, do you think those guys were doing a uh, resume washing? Yeah, we're t- <laughs> we were talking about yeah. that a couple of weeks <laughs> that, ago. Uh, which well, let's let's back up. What does it mean for just to catch up, everyone? What it means is going to work for a carrier um, without the intention of wanting to make a career there. So go get a job at Southwest to get you know the type rating and six months of experience flying in a. 121 environment so you can go jump ship to somebody like delta united or american and make more money right or allegiant would be in that category allegiant spirit spirit yeah i mean you know we were listening to a comic uh ali what's his name ali sultan yeah what what do you say about spirit there's never been a spirit airline crash (laughs) and i have a theory i think it's because all their pilots are on probation They have to complete 500 hours of safe flight before they go back to Delta and drink again. That's it. That, that's an interesting way to look at it. Might be more truth uh, in that than uh, than you, we think is just a gag. 
But uh, well, I used to joke that my house in Minneapolis, our, our first house, uh, was right under the approach to the main runways at Minneapolis, and I would joke that you could hear the Northwest Airlines pilots' glasses. The ice cubes would literally clink in the glass. You were so close. Mm-hmm. Of course, you did. Yeah. Well, they did have an issue uh, for you know back in the in the nineties. There was like one or two pilots that got busted for being a little drunk on the job, or right. something. right. Well, it, it's kind of like you know uh, donuts and cops, yeah, you know, booze and pilots. You know, that's kind of a unfortunate stereotype that some <laughs> of the uh, bigger airlines, uh, you know, yeah, have we'll had have issues with a- in the past. Yeah, yeah. we'll have to ask RV Tom if there's any uh, truth to that, although I think we already know the answer, considering the blender is the priority at his camper. Uh, good point. And he's retired now, so yeah, he probably would share the uh, spill the beans on more of that. But no, I think we all know the truth. But this resume washing thing, you know, t- to me, I understand that, uh, you know, the bigger carriers might be annoyed by it, like Southwest was whining about it a little bit. But, you know, it's how the system works you know they they actually upped uh their pay scale and probably solved the problem for them didn't they you think i think that was it i mean they were one of the lower paid um and now they got a new contract approved here in the last week or so where their pilots are now making 50 percent more right so i think their problem with people coming to work for them to get the experience and then going to higher paying jobs just suddenly solved itself which right is that is how our capitalist system is supposed to work? Well, right? yeah, kind of. But, you, you know, Allie did put an interesting flip on it there. <laughs> I mean, because you think about the low-cost you know, low carriers, you know, uh, you kind of get what you pay for. Like, you're going to have a pilot possibly with less experience. But on the other side of the coin, uh, they, they'll probably be a little bit more alert because they're still learning. They're still relatively new, less complacency uh you know is is going on there i mean he actually when you dig into his comedic spin there might be some real truth to that you think dennis i maybe maybe you know you'd be kind of funny to think about it on the surface but from what i do know um airlines like spirit if you talk to the crews they actually have some of the best work conditions in the industry. Yeah. So they've actually got a, one of the better deals out there. Well, that may um, be, but Allegiant, they, but they also, uh, the, the pilots in command are also younger and newer to the industry. Wouldn't you say in general? Maybe. No, but I mean, they still have to make, meet all the standards, but um, you know, if you look at an airline like Allegiant, they run their, their models completely different. You know, Southwest has got sp- Airlines, it's all distributed. They're all over the place. Delta, right. United, American all have their hubs. Mm-hmm. So when pilots are bidding on a flight for a month or whatever it is, they know that they're going to X airports and having to stay overnight and all that kind of stuff. Allegiance model is very different. Their flights are all out and back. So they start from, they'll say, a base here in Punta Gorda or Grand Rapids wherever, or Las Vegas, wherever they've got the, kind of their main bases. Right. And they'll fly out to all of these other locations, bring the passengers back. So their crews come home every night. So it's a different quality of life for them. So they might be attracting a different type of pilot that wants more stability and doesn't want to be on the road for three days. So you've got a pilot that can come in in the morning, get on his plane, go do three trips, and be back home to his family that night. Okay. So, you know, there's they have their places. Well, they do. But also, on the other side of the coin, they're not paying as much as Delta, United, You'd be surprised. America. You think? Are they paying uh, uh, right up there the same? They're they're all getting up in the same categories. You know, they're hmm. they're 
Why? Because they have to be able to uh, attract and retain the same crews that all those other airlines do. Well, that, I guess that's true. But it, still, there's a little bit of a panache to say you're part of a Delta American United or maybe this is true. Southwest crew compared to the other guys. You know, I don't know. Maybe it's just a different uniform, but uh, I, I don't know. But there is a hierarchy. You've yep. got the regionals, which mm-hmm. is your, your SkyWest, Endeavor, Mesa. You've got your low-cost carriers, which is your JetBlue, Allegiant, Spirit, Frontier. Right. Then you have your legacy carriers, which is you know the cream of the crop, where mm-hmm. everybody wants to be. But that's where you're going to get all the big international routes and the wide right. bodies and things that really have the potential to uh, never have to work but make a lot of money. Well, that's the whole, uh, that's the goal for most people, whether you're a pilot or not. <laughs> so, you know, there's that, uh, you know, there, there's, there is that element at play, but I, it does, I mean, like I said, I, I wonder if there could be an element of that when you're dealing with a younger pilot that's just getting into the industry and, uh, is really, you know, much more alert and on their toes as opposed to someone who's has, you know, 5,000 hours. You, you want experience. Don't get me wrong. But could there be a little bit of complacency issue in there as well? How would you balance that? What would you say? Well, that's where our whole F, you know training system and the the mandatory fifteen hundred hours all comes into play. Yeah, even even to get the ATP now, the fact that you have to get crew training, you know, where you go in the simulator and work with uh, another another pilot and get that whole skill of being able to rely on your co-pilot and things right. like that. It's not the old days where captain's God and that's it. And you don't ju- you don't question his decisions that that crew resource management has really become indoctrinated and the training is reflecting that. So I think either option is going to be safe. And most of the airlines won't let a brand new 1500 hour pilot jump into the left seat. They have to spend you know, a year or more flying, getting the requisite experience to even consider upgrading. That's right. Experience is still king, as it probably should be. On that note, we'll wrap it up. Till next time, remember, there's no better high than learning to fly. Just Plane Radio is brought to you by JustPlaneRadio.com. I say we take off and nuke the entire site from Morbid. Your aviation resource on the Information Super Skyway. It's the only way to be sure. Just Plane Radio is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. But just plain wrong. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past shows worldwide over the internet at JustPlaneRadio.com. I'm going to leave my people up to the radio tower. So tell a friend and take off every week with Just Plane Radio. And I'm going to make a call. The show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Listen up, everybody. I have some news. The opinions you just heard on Just Plane Radio are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. We are screwed. They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management, or advertisers. A little too far. Cross the line. There are many factors to consider before learning to fly. What is your problem? So make sure you do your own research and get the proper instruction before your exploration into aviation. Thank you very much, sir. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at JustPlaneRadio.com. 